The Sea Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the CE Podcast with me, Scott McMenemy, and by my side, stroking his majestic beard, it's Henry Capper. Henry, how are you this fine day? I am very well. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate that. I usually get ridiculed for this monstrosity that hangs off my chin, but I appreciate that. Just the tears of jealousy are are dripping down my cheeks uh, as we speak. Henry, um... I don't know how you've been filling your time, but if you were to recommend a board game to any board listeners, what would you recommend? A board game? I'll be honest, I prefer card games. Well, I mean, you can answer, you can say card game. Um, Monopoly Deal. I love Monopoly Deal. Anything with Monopoly in the title, I just think, boring? Yeah, I hate Monopoly, like... Fun fact, not so fun. I've never played proper Monopoly before. You're right, I've, that only is played, fun. I've only played Junior <laughs> Monopoly, which I don't like. It's more on your level, so, I guess. Yeah, probably. But Monopoly Deal is not somewhat similar, but fast paced. Okay. It's better. Okay, I'd, I'd recommend the Settlers of Catan okay. if you're a, if you're a board game nerdster. It's it's pretty good. Um, you've been watching watching any films recently? I have watched one film in this whole entire period of quarantine and I don't think anyone would be able to guess it and it is Wreck-It Ralph yeah you, you would have been right uh, yeah. nobody would have guessed that I watched uh, I recently watched The Pianist which I thought would be a story just I watched it just off the title I thought it was going to be about I don't know an orchestra or something like a piano version of Whiplash um, <laughs> it was about the Holocaust so that was um, a shock to my system yeah. But uh, I'd recommend it. It's a 15. So if you're 15 and you can uh, withstand some uh, gruesome horrors of reality, it's definitely a good way to, to spend two and a half hours um, if you're if you're keen to be depressed at the end of it. But I'd recommend that. I would also recommend Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it's probably a bit more upbeat. Yeah, it's a bit more upbeat. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph. but It's, uh, it's fantastic. Well, I'll watch it. I'll There's put, a second one. I need to watch it as well. I'll, I'll so. put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, we're answering a question from uh, a few people, actually. Uh, and it's about it's about the Bible, about reading the Bible. Now, we've all been there. Uh, we've sat down. We've read the Bible. We've gone on with our day. And it has made, as far as we're aware, zero impact on our lives. We haven't learned anything. We've just read some words on a page and nothing's really gone on, either inside our skulls or inside our hearts. Um, sometimes it's hard to read the Bible. Um, now, in our society, we're pretty good at sharing verses of Scripture. If you're good to play, I don't know, white girl Instagram Bible bingo, what would you get, Henry? Oh, number one ding, ding, ding is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Oh, a classic. A classic one. It is. Uh, our Philippians 4.13. I don't know. There's what's the verse of, in Joshua being strong, courageous? Yeah. That's always classic. Is it chapter six or that? It's always thrown about there every so often. I guess the point is we we might know some Bible verses, but it's outside of that, and maybe we don't know our Bibles very well. We're told to read our Bibles a lot. You'll hear that in loads of sermons, loads of talks. Read your Bible. Your Bible's God's word. Read it. Read it. Pray and read it. Uh, 
we're told to read it, but maybe we're not told how to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something we want to sit down and think about today. How, how to read the Bible. We don't want to treat it as like a chill pill where if we're scared, we'll open it and hope it's like a, a Xanax to still our hearts. We don't want to flip it open and just read whatever lands on our lap. Because you could be reading through genealogies and First Chronicles. Um, and sometimes we just go to the Bible and say, tell me what to do. But we read and don't understand what we're reading. Um, Henry, how do you read the Bible? Well, starting off, we need to actually figure out the reason why we would read the Bible. We don't want to jump right in. I think within all of us, we whether you're even a Christian or not, there's a sense where it's good. We get a sense of, oh, this is a good thing. This is something I should do specifically if we are Christians. We, we get that very quickly. Oh, this is something I need to do. We hear this sort of every week. Need to read the Bible. But I would say before we get into that, we need to realize uh, the reason why we would read the Bible. Uh, the purpose behind uh, reading the Bible. Um, and we want to say very quickly um, off the bat that we read to grow in knowledge. But that itself is not the end goal and we are not reading the bible we want to study the bible but we don't want to master the bible because that is actually an impossibility and so we want to understand that and put that out there very very quickly at the, at the beginning so we're not reading just to get knowledge but obviously knowledge is part of that it's nothing less than knowledge but we're not saying we're not diminishing knowledge but we don't want to see that as the end goal, as the ultimate that we, you know, puff ourselves up a little bit and we become more biblically literate and we think that's it. That is the end goal as, as if Christianity is uh, an A-level and we will one day sit an exam. Um, we don't want to go with, at it with that mindset. But on the flip side, we don't want to go take a very, very, you know, lackadaisical, like, oh, I sort of know the my bible abcs and there's many people like that i'm sure if you go to church there's many um you know elderly folk and they 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 just have went through their entire life and they just really haven't grown in knowledge it's just very simple stuff so if knowledge isn't the goal but knowledge is important right what would you say is the end goal then well you want to be um um, second timothy tells us that um, all scriptures breathed out by God and gives us these these profitable aspects for teaching, for reproof, for correction, uh, for correction, and then it's for training in righteousness. And then it says this in verse seventeen of chapter three. It says that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every um, good work. And that's getting more to the idea of what it is, what knowledge is getting at. It's so that we can read the Bible, so that it affects and transforms our entire lives i guess that's the same as romans 12 right you know be transformed by the renewal of your mind we read the bible to get knowledge in order that we can be changed into the likeness of jesus christ Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you say then to people who say well if you knowledge is important we need knowledge to, to get to that stage but i'm i'm not smart i'm not academic i'm not nerdy what about me how do i read the bible well, why would I read the Bible? Being gentle, that's a real uh, massive cop-out because we just have to look at 
um, other areas of our lives you know you'll hear a lot of people and it's really unfortunate but you think of like a common sermon you know if you go listen to a sermon in church or online it lasts about sort of maybe 25 30 minutes some churches might do longer and there'll be people will say how can you expect someone to go on a sunday morning and listen to someone speak for 35 40 minutes yep we do it all the time throughout the rest of our lives and it's the same with uh, reading the bible like so many people read books you so many who will be listening to this go to school like are you trying to tell me that you can understand um chemistry and all that goes on in there but once it comes to another book which is the book of books and and said so I, I don't want to come be coming across harsh with this but i think people just there's a lot of excuses and um, put out there and you know we we want to want to encourage but you know subtly challenge yeah i guess it's helpful as well for you know people at ce age if you're if you're listening you're most likely a student or student age and if you're learning to study in every other aspect of life whether that's plumbing or physics why not learn to study the bible which is God's word, which can teach us how to live and live well and give glory to him. Um, I guess still, Henry, we've talked about this. We're still no closer to learning how to read the Bible. I guess we're still talking about why to read the Bible or reading the Bible, but not how. Uh, how do you take it to that next step? Uh, Taking to the next step of, of Bible reading. I think we need to understand what we have in our hands or on in our in our phones on on an app once we read if we open up our bibles and if all we are seeing is is words on a on a, on a page um, it's not those words fault that they may seem boring it's actually our hearts and our perspective and we need to realize that this is god's book um, i think when well I would stretch and say I know that when we come with that mindset that we realise that this is as we've said inspired by God this is his inerrant word it's infallible and all big other fancy words that come with that but this is a book from God you know that should just immediately change everything that should just you know chemistry textbooks you know Oscar Wilde everything out the window Animal Farm (laughs) This is on a totally different playing field and you know once we have that perspective you know we that should immediately there should be a difference in our perspective and our motivation our desire and our our longing to to read and to study. I guess that's a good word perspective you need to that's part of how we read the bible right how we approach it we need to realize that this is a book from God and it's a book about God this is a god has given us to teach us about him um so when we go to read the bible we're not primarily going to learn about ourselves we shouldn't read the bible like narcissists saying me 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 we should we should want to learn about god and when we learn about god that has so much to teach us about ourselves and how we live yeah i think i think once we come at it from that that point of view as well once we remember that this is this is god's um god's book and we are reminded of you know the challenge of that that this is and we want to say this as well very clearly that um, sitting down and expecting this to be easy right away is not gonna 
it won't certainly happen this will take time and we want to encourage um, helpful um, habits within your daily routine and um, that this will take time for for you to to get used to this um, you know I think for me for me and you Scott it's well, I would say it's easy. It's definitely not easy. It doesn't. It never. You never. You know, get to that level of achievement of of completion, um, with as having theological degrees and whatever that means in our world. Um, but like for those who who do not, there's still the the wealth of of knowledge that is contained within that should motivate us to. Um, seek to to learn more of what is contained within the truths that are contained and within um you're saying about the perspective and changing that once we have that perspective of knowing that this comes from god and what other helpful points would you yeah well i guess we're working with peas aren't we here we've got we've got our purpose Mm -hmm. why you know a perspective how we approach it um I think it's probably helpful to think about, I guess, processes like how to how to actually do it, like how to, what does it look like to sit down and read, like, what time of day do you do that? How do you do it? Who do you do it with? Like, what's that look for? What's it look like for you personally? How do you sit down and read the Bible? Definitely not in the morning. Okay, I am not a morning person. Uh, it's usually, uh, just the way I'm able to sort of be flexible in my life it's usually mid-morning maybe before lunchtime something in around there you know i need to be uh, fully alert I-, I did the whole morning thing but i felt like it was just too rushed okay. for me and some people have you know got that down to fine art and for play but, I, but that goes to the point to serve the point that you need to find your 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 the best part of the day that suits you probably would encourage away from maybe last thing Okay. Because you know you're tired, you're 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 wrecked. You're probably gonna fall asleep. It's you're probably not gonna remember um, what you've just um, thought about and then go to sleep right away. So I guess the point is you try and have a specific time of day. Mm-hmm. As do I, I. I try and do it first thing and get up and make a coffee. Um, feeling like I'd rather be dead than alive and awake. Um, and out of my bed. I love my bed. Um, and I sit with my coffee. And that's that's when I read. When you sit down to read your Bible, what does that look like? How do you go about that? Well, for me personally, and we're going to get into some helpful tips and sort of actual structures in a, in a, in a moment. Uh, for me, um, I always follow um, different reading plans. So, you know, that, that changes from time to time. And then um, I'll, I'll mix it up sometimes. Um, well, obviously at the moment I'm going through the and we're going through the, what we're going through in Ephesians with with CE, which is incredibly helpful. So, but uh, before that, I'd just been going through um, reading a, a gospel. I was reading Luke, and I was just reading a few verses. But I was like going over that, going over that, and I was just taking um, mental notes um, of that, and and then spend time uh, praying very very simply. And I suppose one of the things we have to say is this isn't a guilt trip that it has to take you know 45 minutes and you need to be on your knees like praying like sweat drops of blood pouring out of you no like this can be 10 15 minutes you know and it can it's it 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 doesn't need to be you know really really long 
Now it shouldn't be 30, 40 seconds at the same token, but you know that that's what for me. What about what about you? What what when you get up, you have your coffee or awake? What what happens when you open your book? What are you following? What's the well, it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read the, through the Bible in a year, which is something I've never done before. Yeah. Um, but it's it's actually really good. Um, believe it or not, the Bible's good stuff. Uh, so the way I've done it is I've been given certain books to read in uh, every three months. Uh, and then I, I, split up, I split that up myself at the beginning of those three months uh, and read a passage a day. So at the minute, I've just finished the book of Romans, which is great i love the book of romans i've talked about it before in this podcast um and what i do is i give myself maybe a chapter or two chapters uh, or you know a few verses depending on what book of the bible i'm reading through uh, i read a couple of times i pray before and during and after i'm reading which is something that's been really helpful for me um someone gave me advice to do and then i sit down and i open a journal and Whatever the main takeaway for me from that passage is, I write an entire page in my journal. And I write and I fill the page. Uh, and even if I don't want to fill the page, I force myself to fill the page. Um, I find that's a really helpful exercise for me as I, if I struggle to work out what is this saying about God or what's this saying about me, I have a, I have a page to fill, um, which forces me to then go back and look and dig in and ask questions about what's this what's this saying to the original hearer uh what is the message that's been trying to get across um who, who is god in light of this how am i supposed to live um so then I, I write out an entire page and then i write a short prayer uh as well that's what i that's what i've been doing recently and i find that it works and it works quite well for me mm-hmm. is that something that you've got from somewhere else or is that something you picked up on or um there's a guy uh, a professor up at union college who does that um and i thought he's a bit of a wacko when i first heard him talk about it uh, i thought right that probably works well for him but maybe not for me uh, and this guy is a wee bit strange he's eccentric as they come but it's it's good and it works for me yeah that sounds fantastic. You're much holier than me, Scott. So well, well done. We already, you win this round. We, we already knew that. Um, yes. I guess you you do a lot of reading on this subject. You've just done a lot of reading on this subject. Um, yeah. What are what are the tips that you've read elsewhere that you think are helpful or, or good? Yeah. Let me give, just let me speak for a few moments and I'll share sort of two different avenues that folk can, can go down. I'm sure we could possibly share this out so you don't have to be frenetically you know frantically sorry taking notes here Uh, so this is sort of avenue pathway one that you could go into actually structuring um, bible reading and on on a daily basis and it's very simple it you know start off pray we need god's help and this is the the book of books we need to to pray it's not just your your physics textbook or whatever Um, read your passage whatever that passage is uh, but read it twice something scott mentioned you know not just sort of rushing through oh here's 11 verses just need to rush through actually uh, reading it and reading it out twice and another thing scott had said previously was to read it out loud as well which makes you think so much more about the words that you are saying and thinking about again if you have maybe on your ipad or your phone or laptop or piece of paper who knows write down your initial impressions 
what stood out for you? What were your observations? Is there something that you, you're, you don't understand? Is there a question? What do you think your, the application is and the takeaway from, from that passage for, for your life? What's the point of the passage as well? What do you think? Doesn't have to, these don't have to be right or wrong. It's just that you are thinking more about it. And then once you've done that is to pray again. So that's the, the first pathway. Um, this is the this is the second one, and I find I, I would say that the first one's more of a, a simpler approach, it's not better or uh, superior um, or whatever. But here's the second one, maybe a little bit more in depth, and it's forming a, an acronym called a coma, C O M A. Just what you want to think about when you're reading the Bible. Yep, coma, exactly. That's what everyone wants. Uh, and let me just talk you through this. This isn't my idea, as you will obviously gather very quickly. Um, but the first C is is context. You know, you don't read the newspaper, you don't read a blog online without context. And that is the exact same once we come to the Bible. We don't just flick open the Bible and just pick point our finger at a verse and say that applies to my life no we need to realize where it's coming from what's happened before what's happened after what type of literature is it you're not going to read a gospel the same way you're going to read the psalm because they're completely different forms of writing and literature try to again this requires a little bit more groundwork you know try to figure out what the circumstances going Again, with the Gospels, you know, like whereabouts in, in the in the life and ministry of Jesus, does this event take place? Is this, you know, close to the start? Is it near the end of once he um, goes to the cross? Trying to figure out where these things um, are, uh, when they happen, and who are who's taken, who's the characters, and and so on and so forth. So that's the context, really important. Second is, which is really what I mentioned, the first uh, first pathway is observation trying to figure out what's the main point is there key words you know is there a word that you're like i don't even know how to spell that i don't even know what that means or pronounce it what is it is there words that stand out that are repeated is there anything that surprises you as well is there something that oh i've never really thought about that or something that stands out again take note of these things third m is meaning how does this connect with the rest of the passage from what has went before and after is there any links because there might be a message that's being connected through all of what is being said in an entire chapter than just the few verses you have read and then the last two things in regards to meaning is how does this connect with jesus you know it's very easy in the new testament because it's very explicit old testament you know we sort of have to look a little bit deeper and sort of how this connects with jesus is there mirrors? Is there shadows of, of Jesus in, in, in what you've been reading? And then what does this teach us about God as well? What does this teach us about God? How is his character revealed in who he is and what he has done? And the final letter is A, application. As we read the Bible, the Bible is not just information as we have just um we have been talking about yes it's knowledge but it's so much more it's so that it would change our lives so as you read we need to be thinking well actually how does this challenge my understanding my thinking what i know maybe what i do not know and then more more difficult more pressing in is does something in my life need to change after reading this passage is there something that i need to change is there a sin i need to repent from how does my life look different after reading this passage 
So there's there's a couple of helpful ways we can go about reading the Bible, which I hope people will be able to tap into. And I'm sure a lot, a lot of that is what people are doing anyway, but yeah. maybe in different variations. I think your last point is really helpful as well when it comes to, to application. Something I find helpful for myself to do when it comes to that, it's, it's always easy to read a passage. Maybe you're convicted about your sin or you feel feel like you should do something. You should go and talk to your friend about Jesus and then you, you leave it a day and the, the fire isn't really there. And uh, you don't really want to do that anymore. And yeah, I'd rather not. And uh, I heard the Tiger King's good. And um, what I do is I, I now write an action statement when I feel challenged. I will do this. And just even that act of writing it out helps keep me accountable to uh, the work that God through the Holy Spirit is doing in my heart as I read his word. Uh, it helps me to actually go and try and do something about what I've what I've read. Um, Henry, say, say you read a passage, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a phrase you don't understand or maybe the whole passage you don't understand or the whole book you don't understand. What do you do when you read and you just don't know what the flip is going on? Uh, well, there's a number of things. First thing to do is very simply is to pray about it. Like, hopefully you've prayed before, but you know, it's not, <laughs> I'm sure people are getting this isn't rocket science, but we're, we haven't, you know, rediscovered the wheel here. Um, but we need to pray. We need to ask God to give us the eyes to see um, and that might happen very quickly um, you know one of the things you'll quickly realize once you read the bible is um, over the course of your life that you know you will come to a passage that you may think and feel that you know very well and something will just stand out very quickly and um, because you just haven't seen it in a prior a prior time in your life and um, you need to pray for people you need to be patient and um, try again is another thing i would say but if that if you're just sort of hitting a brick wall, um, I'm not going to say Google it, um, because goodness knows what could come up. Some or, funky stuff out there. Or <laughs> YouTube uh, sermon um, about it, because you know there's a lot of crazy stuff out there, a lot of good stuff as well. But um, I would turn to somebody you trust and know, and if there's nobody that you sort of you're well connected with, um, then get in touch with somebody uh, from CE. Get in touch with us via our social media and we would be happy to help but you know maybe um, a parent maybe an older brother sibling or sister or maybe um, somebody within your church youth worker youth pastor even one of your pastors um, to help you just figure out what this is this is saying yeah i mean there are sometimes when you read the bible it will feel like a slog mm-hmm. um that doesn't mean that god's not working in your heart that doesn't mean that you aren't learning uh, are being transformed uh, it just means that it's a slog uh, and that's okay uh, Henry said at the start you know, our, our our goal isn't to master the Bible that's never the goal um, that goal is I guess for the Bible to master us to allow ourselves to put ourselves under its teaching and sometimes that's difficult and sometimes that's hard and sometimes it's confusing um, but it's God's word it's a book about God from God um, so that means it's good it's good to do Henry, uh, do you have any recommendations of material or, or, or books that people could uh, order off Amazon to read uh, during this time of quarantine about reading the Bible? Yeah, I have one uh, resource which is entirely free, which you'll be glad to hear. 
and it connects with really what I start off with. It's understanding the, the reason, the purpose and getting motivated to um, to read the Bible and how we do that. One of the reasons um, that, that, that we are helped in that is understanding um, the author and time and time again, you know, I did it again today. Uh, I watch and re watch a video that was produced by um, Desire and God. And John Piper uh, narrates a five minute video, just over five minutes, called God Wrote a Book. And, um, you know, type that into YouTube uh, John Piper, God Wrote a Book. And uh, it's five minutes uh, of, of a sequence of, of a guy just out uh, going for a run. And John Piper narrates this. And the first time I watched it, I was fairly speechless. And it just really struck me, you know. And that's one of the, you know, with Christianity, usually we're not learning new things. But it's just like the lights are being switched on. And I, it just hit me so vividly and pointedly. That's like, wow, this is as if I just learned it for the first time. This is God's. This is God's word. It's as if God has written a book, though he has inspired men to write this book for him. This is his book um, that we have in our hands. This is just not just some random um, historical document as much as it is. Um, so that's the, the video I would recommend that we can share with this podcast. And I have to ask Scott, what resource, what, what would you offer out to people to help them with studying the Bible? Was a very manly, manly man, manly man uh, that we are. I would recommend this book, which I think is the best book I've ever read uh, on how to read the Bible, and it's no joke. It's called "Woman of the Word." It's by Jen Wilkin. Uh, she is absolutely fantastic. I think Henry can vouch for me. I, I have a signed copy of "Woman of the that, Word." That could by... be a, that could be Ruth. I don't know. Who knows? Yes, I'll but, go um, with it. It's called Woman of the World, Word, How to Study the Bible with Both Our Hearts and Our Minds. And, you know, a lot of what I've said, whether it's helpful or not, I've been trying to riff off Jen Wilkin. Her writing that book has really impacted me and how I sit down and study the Bible. Um, to buy that book, I think it's seven ninety nine, And even if it's more than that, I mean, it's it's definitely worth it. It'll have a... An, eternal impact on you and i don't think that's an exaggeration so that's that's my recommendation woman of the word by jen wilkins that's not intimidating either will be about 100 pages 120 let's see pages so yeah it's not a big monster of a textbook that you're 30 pages yeah. big text easy yeah. read so there's a couple of resources that we're throwing your way and we'll link it in with this podcast in, in the description so that you're able to pick up and to look at those online or our purchase, we can say as well. But we want to say thank you to you for listening, for, for uh, tuning into this podcast. Thank you for the, the couple of folk who uh, motivated this podcast, who offered these questions about uh, Bible reading. And we we sincerely hope that this has been helpful and maybe answered a few questions and really enthused you um, to put this into action, especially as we have so much more free time over the last number of, of weeks and for however long this will continue. We want to use this time well. And yes, there's so many good things we could do, but one of the best things we could do is delving deep into God's word and growing in knowledge so that we could be better representatives of him in our lives so 
from me, Henry Camper, and Scott McManamy. This is the C Podcast, and we'll join again with you soon enough. See Bye. you next time. Yes.